Welcome to No Plans to Merge. The Road to Laracon Edition. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. And I'm Daniel Colford. And we are here today to... Uh, to ba- We're here to crawl inside of your ear holes while you're flying, driving, or busing. Ears. Can I be in your ear? Daniel's a little farther in than I am. Ah, how you getting to Laracon, Caleb? I'm going to be flying this year. Flying yep. from Buffalo to New York City. Yeah, I know. Ooh, it's the right lavish life of Caleb Porzio. What's that? <laughs> I said, oh, the lavish life of Caleb Porzio. Flying within the same state. Yep, it's true. Um, you know this, right? That it's actually That they're like not away. close to each other. Yes. No. So hopefully <laughs> so I get there in one piece and not have to take a bus like two years last ago. Last year that's what happened, right? <laughs> two years ago when it was in two New York. Two years ago. Yeah. You and Chris Ma- Machuga. And Matt Machuga, Machuga and um, Mitchell Jameson, also known uh-huh. as Max, <laughs> to hide Max. his identity. <laughs> yep. Secret, secret, no plans to merge correspondent Max. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We'll be Operating traveling together undercover. again this year. Awesome. Hopefully by air. Hopefully by air. But, you know, so, I mean, we, we had it planned that time as well, up to this well, point. One if by land, two if by sea. That's right. So, decal. Oh my gosh, decal. Well, so Woo! there's so many things, so many things. It, and it's you, the Road to Laracon episode. Just in this the is past, a, a crowded episode. What's that? Road to Laracon episode is always a crowded episode. It is. It is. There's a lot to cover. Because everyone's everyone keeps all of their goods <laughs> in, a, in a little locked box all year, and then like in the two months preceding Laracon, they start leaking hints like, "Ooh, I'm doing something." Yep, yeah, I'm doing something, secret project, and then everybody tries to be Taylor, including me, and then mm-hmm. and then you like you do a talk, and at the end of your talk, you say, and if you're really interested in this, I'm going to be putting out a video course or something, you can go sign up here. And then, Ooh. that's that's the formula. Caleb pours you a video course. <laughs> you heard it here first. So, oh, so many things. So, Daniel and I have been on a call for one hour now, and... <sighs> I think 45 times I've said, wait till we record because, yep. Cause he says, what about this? Or I say, duh, 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 duh. then we're like, Oh my gosh, don't say anything. We need to record. Don't say anything. So we Speak try not, not to ever talk to each other unless Speak we're Speak not its name. So everything you're getting, this is real. We're not Everything's uh, on the show is on the show. So let's start small. Um, yep. string helpers. <laughs> yeah. What's up with this, Mr. String helpers. So I, I was just like, we were talking about my talk and how I should use a string helper in it and talk about how it's my greatest contribution to Laravel. And, and I was like, yeah, but then it's going to be pulled out. And he was like, eh, yeah, funny joke. And I was kind of like trying to read, like, does he know or not? Like I was serious. And then I was like, yeah, it's going to be pulled out in 5.8 or nine or whatever. And he still kind of sort of laughed. So then I like laughed it. Yep. Then I really like looked you in the eye and was like, do you not know? Do you string not even know, bro? Gone. I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure... No, I think I'm right, because actually, there's a deprecated uh, doc block, like an annotation deprecated above the string helpers. Yeah. They're leaving Laravel. It's basically going to be like... There's going to be a package called helpers or something for, I think, most of the like support helpers. helpers. I'm positive not foundation stuff. If if the auth helper was gone, I'd move to Rails or something. Can you imagine a life without the slug stuff though like slug is so key string slug yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's I use it now so you have to much. str colon Literally colon. every app. Like the good old days and get yourself a nice fat import statement at the top. I don't like that. I hate it. I truly do. Oh, that makes me sad. So sad. So sad. I guess you could just import. A but I think it'll be a, a, I think it'll be a package and I think the package will be included by default. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Well, then um, that's fine. It better be. Otherwise, I'm going to lose it. I tell you what. I'm going to fork Laravel and offer a version that still has <laughs> string helpers. That would be funny to do anyway. I'm going to compete right in, Lar- right in Taylor's face with Laravel. It's open source, bro. You let me in the door. <laughs> I'm going to maintain a fork of Laravel. That's the only difference. Call it, it like still has string better helpers. Laravel or Laravel awesome or something. Yeah. Laravel but good. Yep. That's great. <laughs> You should do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep, uh, yep. I have too many ideas for jokes that require like a lot of work. <laughs> That's not the like, worst kind of joke. I need jokes that don't need a lot of work but still can catch on. For sure. Uh. So, D. Cole, what was another one that we had to stop mm. talking? Mm. Oh, we were going to talk about like who's talking about oh, what. At yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel's like, who's even talking, bro, at Laracon? I yeah, like, I said it just like that. Let me tell you. So, I don't actually know for sure. Because, I mean, I probably do, but kind of don't. I guess I'm saying I haven't, like, reviewed this. But, sure. Renning. Pull it up as well. Don't pull it up. I shall not. All right, you tell me. We got You got to just get it straight from the mouth of the, the horse. Right All right. The, Jonathan, Jonathan Renning. Jonathan. <laughs> yep. Renninke. He is talking about eloquent, um, like, advanced uh, eloquent. Hell yeah. You know, that's his that's thing. always a great talk. It is, yeah. It's going to be good. It's definitely going to be good. Um, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that because I think I think because I'm Laravel elite, I probably have too much info that he might not want shared. Ooh, you know, hashtag Laravel elite. Yeah, seriously. Hello. I mean, nothing crazy, I but info. I don't know. It's not secret. It's just you know, it's just exclusive. You, you, you holder of Gnostic knowledge, you. Yeah, you know, once you get to a certain point, a certain level, and you're in the in Speak crowd. Laracon one time, you're in you're in a good uh, Telegram channel. Exactly, you get in the Telegram channels, uh, you wine and dine, and uh, yeah, you know things. You drink and you know things. It's true. High up people. Um, so you got your Adam talking about Tailwind. That's going to mm-hmm. happen. And that then should be excellent. you got your Steve Shoger talking about how to design things. Oh, thank God! Classic. Um, you got your Keith Damiani. Keith, Keith Damiani. is coming out from under the rock. Um, That's a big deal. Coming out, so you better get this party started. That is like the one thing I miss about. Uh, everybody's gonna think, Decal, that I just put that in as a recording, like I put in the sound clip. We should uh-huh. just tell them that that was your voice and not. No, that was me. I know <laughs> I sound exactly like the recording. So Keith Damiani. This is like yep. something that I'm actually like, oh man, if I worked at Titan right now, I'd be able to, okay, as I'm saying this, I realize I could just hit Keith up on Slack, yeah. <laughs> but I'd be yeah. like, you know, everybody's you probably cheering Keith on and he probably like practiced for somebody and everybody's all excited and supporting him and I'm not. I have not seen his talk and I don't know that anyone Okay, has. so he's being a quiet boy. He, he's just being Keith. He's being Keith, yeah, right. Oh, Keith. I think it's going to be on... I'd say it's more humility than quietness. Yeah, yeah. He's a humble man. No doubt. He is. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
Yeah, he's a wise sage. He's the sage, the original sage on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the OG. Keith is talking about graph databases, if I recall, from like Excellent. forever ago. That's very cool. This could be actually totally wrong, but I think a year ago, that's what he was going to do. So Wow. Uh, I don't actually know what he's talking about. So they don't I have topics listed, right? I guess not, yeah. That's kind of nice. That's like a Taylor thing to do because you never know. Like somebody might just switch up at the last minute or something. He probably just, I bet a bunch of people he just, yeah, I did actually. But I bet a bunch of (laughs) people. Your original talk was like a collection of my tweets, right? Yeah, it was. It was supposed (laughs) to be just me going through hot tips. Oh, which reminds me, someone is doing that. And I guess. (laughs) Is it Steve? No, I, you know, we can say things, right? Can we say things? Yeah, we'll say things. We'll say it. Uh, Colin DiCarlo will be talking hot tips. He's doing the collection of tweets. But you know what? All of this could be completely wrong. This is just me hearing things at one point in time That's that true. may be different now. Um, let's see. Who else you got? You got your um, Matt Stauffer. I don't know what he's talking about. Do I don't you? know what he's talking about either. No, but I know he has been working on his Laracon talk a lot recently. Oh. And also like in the middle of like a humongous Karani project that I don't know much about hmm. and moving to New York. The guy is totally, totally wiped. I have never seen a Matt Stauffer who's not doing five incredibly like crazy things at once. It's insane. The guy, he does a lot. Does a lot. Does he writes lot. books. He writes books. He moves to Atlanta and New York at the same time. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, he so they moved to Atlanta. Yeah. To live. Okay. But also they moved to New York for the summer. No way. So at the same time they were buying a house in Atlanta or sorry, renting a house in Atlanta and renting a house in New York. Wow. What part and of New, like York? Like New York? Moving all of their possessions. Yeah, Brooklyn. What? Moving all of their possessions to Atlanta while also moving a subset of their possessions to Brooklyn for the summer. That is bizarre. Because his wife is going, is like in some like acting fellowship in New York this summer. Damn. It's, yeah. And then like Karani like had a major event that he had to write a huge integration for. And uh, he had to do a Laracon talk. I think he canceled a couple conferences. But (laughs) looking at Matt's life makes me sad. I'm like, ooh, I would not survive. (laughs) I know. I agree i would suffocate very seems quickly hard. yeah seems really hard seems very hard yeah just laricon itself like just having yeah, to speak you just have that part is just a huge load in itself yeah that's that's a whole process that i think i think they're i don't i always wonder like does taylor get nervous for this like is it something is, is oh he, for sure and maybe he does 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 adam get nervous for this does matt do they like do, does Frake, like when he goes on stage, like is is this guy like stressing about it and is really nervous, and then before he goes on, he's like, you know, and then he gets on there. You I know. somehow don't think that Adam gets nervous. See, that's the that's the thing. I I I too feel that way. It's possible that it's all a show, but I don't think he's one to show. So, I don't think I would get nervous. Really? No. Interesting. I have very little fear of public speaking. Really? Yeah. Good for you, D. Cole. I do get like a nervous energy. Yeah. But like it 
is all positive. Good. Like I don't. That means you believe that people love you. Like is you that believe, what it means? It does. It means that you believe that the universe well, is. In I am favor an arrogant piece of, of shit, so that works out. <laughs> Dude, it works to your benefit. Everyone should believe that. Yeah. Anyway, people who think um, that they're not lovable, they. I, I'm making like these assertions. Speaking. Just I'm pulling them out of nowhere, but Continue, I, I kind of believe Forzio. they're true. <laughs> I do believe they're true. I don't think the world hates me, so I, I'm not like paralyzed with. And the fear that I have is not that, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's expectational fear. That's funny because the fear changes. Like at first, it was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to mess up because I like I'm so scared that I might choke. Like I might yeah. just be up there. I'll just blank out or I'll like throw up on stage. I don't so much fear that stuff anymore. I know I'm going to to be successful as a stage presence, but I more fear the like, will I let people down? Will I not be funny enough? Will I not be don't smart enough? Well, you know, all those fear things. Fear the Reaper. That's don't right. fear the Reaper. Yep. So so that's that. Um It is. It is that. I'm gonna be live coding this year. I I just saw it. You just saw it. Daniel was kind enough to watch watch my talk so that we could it was great go through some stuff it was great I think uh I think it will be well received I hope so and that's all I will say so as not to give you expectational fear it's one of those it's a talk that um yeah thank you (laughs) that is like last year like you had mentioned was more it just felt more open like I I had probably a similar amount of time but I had space to philosophize and make jokes and go slowly and surely but well, this time a tech demo as much last year it wasn't a tech demo right this time is like i want to fit that whole talk in real quick and then i want to like demo live wire for two hours so all in do you feel like minutes. you're going off the rails of a crazy train you know i would if uh if i had heard the intro oh i can't play it on a ukulele Yeah. Nice. Dude, ukuleles have arrived in our home. Sweet. Multiple? Times two. Wow. His and hers ukulele. Awesome. It's great. Charlotte's learning to play the ukulele. She's never, like, known how to play an instrument. And uh, she's been learning. She's been learning the uke. Cool. And so she's in New Mexico right now. But last week, as I was in here working, I just heard. E seven, G, D, C, over and over and over and over nice. again because she was trying to learn Old Town Road on the ukulele. Okay, and every and other she's song. She's pulling ever. it off. Yeah, yeah. She's pulling it off though. Sick. If yeah. I recall, a ukulele is four the four bottom guitar strings reversed. Is that right? No. no. Four top guitar strings reversed. No. Not at all. Not at all. All right. They're in. They're in a weird order. Like, it's like high, low, low, high. Right, right, right. Oh, right, 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 right. What, what are the, the letters uh, to ukulele? I am looking it up because I don't know. I just tune it to itself. Gotcha. Um, okay, they are um, G, C, E, A. G, C, E, A. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Makes sense. Good good whole letters. Good whole big letters. 
So yeah, that's that's the ukulele. That's great. Um, yeah, man. To Cole. Yes, sir. I want to talk about. I got a couple things. I want to talk about uh, my hot tip tweet. Give me your hot tip. T- oh, the one that the controversial one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about it. We yeah. I mean, we've got to talk about a good tweet. So I tweeted another tweet. <laughs> you did tweet a tweet. <laughs> That was like kind of an intentionally viral tweet. So oh, I want to yeah. talk about this. I really want to oh, yeah. dig into this here. Uh huh. So we'll start with what it is and then we can work backwards. So yep. it's a tweet that says, do you have the tweet in front of you? I'm getting there. Okay. Cause you could just read it in my voice and you can impersonate. Here me. we go. Okay. Fire emoji. <laughs> All caps. Stop using console.log in javascript there's something just as easy and way more powerful what is that something why didn't he tell us how do we find out you watch the video you watch the video and then there's a video of me you know why because video is very shareable yeah so so i read a a blog post that said how to increase your tweet engagement by five times (laughs) just kidding (laughs) but it's (laughs) but it does seem to work people like videos so here's the deal. Uh huh. I. All right. Well, I guess before I'm not. I don't want to color the situation by like defending myself or explaining my perspective or, or uh, humanizing. No, 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 please me. get get no, away. Get I don't want to humanize myself. Just yet. just assume the attacks of your enemies and and cut them off at the knees. Well, not yet. I I want to entertain them. That's what's different about uh-huh. our podcast, Decol. Uh huh. To be to be good philosophers or just scientists, yeah. we have to. We should invite them to sit and vape with us exactly can can we get a, a little sound effect <sighs> nice that was condensed um <laughs> so subtle we know it's no plans to merge when you can hear a vape yeah so um uh decole yes so people were started to get sort of angry at first it was like most of Someone what i just riled. saw was like Oh, sick! This is crazy, mind blown. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, yep, yep. And then a bunch of just to clarify, because some people may have not seen it and don't know the video. Console.log in JavaScript is like I don't know. I mean, everybody knows what console.log is. Everyone knows it. But debugger, if you literally write the word debugger instead of console.log, and you run it in the browser, it'll interrupt the flow. It'll it dumps you into the it's a, debugger. Yeah, it's like xdebug for JavaScript. It's a step debugging. You're frozen in time. And the cool thing is your console, like the little console tab in the dev tools, is now now exists in that scope. So you can write code that uses code that's in that, that point in time, which is yep. ridiculously powerful. And I use it constantly now, especially with Livewire. Like it's such a better way to like, oop, just pause it right here. And then I can just play with the world and find all the variables I need and write the code that I know will work and then just copy and paste it in. It's phenomenal. Um it's like the equivalent of the Tailwind workflow where you like you load the browser and then you use the dev tools to make it look good and then you just copy the whole class chunk and paste it in. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like I just get yep. the big like regex like string match thing to work and then I copy it and I paste it in and I get a yep. much higher success rate than if I was just mm-hmm. you know refreshing, especially if you have a build and that's extra cost and blah. They blah, don't blah, call blah, it blah. developer tools cuz you're not supposed to develop in it. Heard that, my friend heard that so all right so that that's the that's the tip and then so like i said initially 
people were pretty chill about it. They were like, this is sick. Love it. You know, it was up to 500 likes pretty quickly. And then, and then I started to see a couple people that were like, like console.log is plenty useful. Like people should still use it. Shouldn't stop using it. Need to use both. Two different things. A couple of high profile people gave you the, the, my favorite word in a tweet response, which is incorrect. (laughs) This is incorrect. Yeah. Yep. That is yep. funny. So at first, the, the naysayers, for me, were like, you know, I get naysayers all the time. and Naysayers say And usually I, it doesn't bother me at all. Usually it's like, because yeah. there's a class of person on Twitter who... Someone must say nay. Yeah. And the way they say it kind of expresses to me like, they're just kind of... How do I put this without sounding like a complete jerk? I'll, I'll say it for you. They're fucking dicks. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. So that's exactly what it is. And you just see that and it just rolls off my back. Like it's just so easy to not let it bother me. And then every once in a while. Like this guy who just says, yeah, bruh, delete this. Yeah, sure. Something (laughs) like that where I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. And it's like this tiny weird part of me just delights in the fact that I so don't care at all. Mm -hmm. But then you get like, like you said, a high profile person who is respected and wrote RxJS <laughs> yep. and runs RxJS conf and is like, incorrect, this guy is blah, 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 inflammatory tweet, blah, 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 blah. you know, and then he gets a yep. thousand likes on his reply to me. And then he gets mm-hmm. like a thousand more likes on his retweet of me saying I'm incorrect. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, I, I'm just like, oh, like it, you know, it, it affects you differently. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh shoot! And then there comes the self doubt. I'm an imposter. I didn't make RxJS. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, then I'm like, oh, did I write an inflammatory tweet? Am I just writing garbage clickbait? Am I just in it for the likes? Like, should I not be doing these? Should I have just wrote something much more true and subtle that wouldn't have got shared as much? Which I think is actually a valid debate to have internally, because there's something to be said for not, you know, writing something like stop using, you know, not like Trump tweeting. Right. Um, so anyway, so basically, I'll, I guess I'll walk you through my reactions and then you can tell me from your perspective what you observe. Sure. So my reaction at first, you know, was like, oh, I don't care about the naysayers. Then I'm like, all right, some of the people that I like look up to are naysaying. And I'm like, oh, well, shoot, that feels really bad and you feel gross and whatever. And then I'm like, OK, self-preservation wise, I'll, I'll do my duty of putting out a tweet because you don't want to I don't want to just apologize everywhere or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like there's some amount of digging your hole deeper that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I put one. And then so you you say. So I, I don't know. What do I say? You say, okay, I need to settle something. You don't have to stop using console.log. I was being hyperbolic. I still use it all the time. I will admit, if I go back, I should have written this. Stop using console.log for everything. There's something better, etc. So what I wanted to write was a hundred different things that were more inflammatory than that, that were like, sure. you do, okay, you don't have to stop using, or like, if you thought that you couldn't use it because of a tweet, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, like if you, I wanted, but then I knew that would just be inflammatory. So I wrote something that was kind of, I don't know, amicable or whatever. Is that the right word for that? Um, so yeah. And then basically... I kind of ignored it and it was still like bumming me out. And then I got a bunch of Laravel support. So Jason Beggs came in and was like, 
was like, dude, it, the, the title's fine. Classic social media getting all crazy about things. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm reading this and I'm like, thank you, Jason Beggs. Like, mm. I love you, man. Like, thank you. Like, Solid you're in my, Jason you're on my Beggs. team. Like, you're, you know, you're in my corner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, you know, you feel good about that. And then, of course, somebody like, like commenting to him oh the guy who comments to him dude there's so much twitter drama this guy robert preston if you're a listener of the show this guy hates me and he like says the meanest things to me on twitter he's just a jerk Mm -hmm. so i've muted him so i don't even see it anyway someone else telegrammed me and was like yo this dude effing hates you bro (laughs) i know so anyway that's the whole and then then eric barnes this is the, the conclusion of my part of the story eric barnes says he's the Laravel news guy he says yep. um and like friendly awesome guy in the community yep he says mountain biker biker mountain biker yep everything very nice guy um north carolinian is that right makes sense hey, he lives in charlotte oh cool um so he says like yo i just uh i just that's whenever a tweet whenever i have like a tweet go viral or a tweet that gets really popular i mute it so I don't have to like get involved in the discussion. Ooh. So in that moment, you know, I was like, oh, cool tip, whatever. I actually muted it. And instantly the sky, the clouds lifted like instantly, like all day. My little bell ringer on Twitter I've was like buzzing. 20 plus, like all every yeah. time I loaded Twitter, it was 20 plus, 20 plus. And, and then I loaded it and it was two. And it was just two. people like casually liking a, like a mediocre tweet. You know? So Caleb, I think you need to uh, recognize that you are going to get more followers, and these things are going to happen more. You know, <laughs> like you, I think you've like seven xed your followers from like a year or two ago, right? You had like a thousand when we met, probably, and, probably uh, less than that. Definitely and you are that. you are, you're big now, you know. Uh, moderate sized in a small. You're pond. You're, a, you're a man of moderate size, <laughs> um, but you're not gonna like. This isn't gonna happen less frequently, you know. Every time you gain followers, the chances of one of your tweets going viral increases. You know, it's a vicious cycle. The viral tweet increases the followers. The followers increase the viral tweets. So, I think you need to establish some tweet hygiene here. I think ah. muting is a good piece of tweet hygiene. What, you said muting? Yeah. So, I agree with you. If I think you're, you're totally gonna right. Drop bombs, if you're going to drop bombs and say things like stop using. So, I want to know what you think about stop using. In hindsight, I shouldn't have wrote it. I, I do believe that. Do you agree? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Now I would have just said, I'm going to stop using. Yep. Because that's what's going to happen is you're going to stop using it. Yeah. Largely. Yeah, no doubt. So interesting because it is, it's not true. Like I'm not telling people to stop using it, even though I said stop using. And it's, right. it's very, it's a very clickbaity title, arguably my most. Right. Um, I do believe that the definition of clickbait, and I subscribe to this definition, is that it's to bait a click. It's to bait a click, but there's an ex. But but when you arrive or see the content, it doesn't live up to its how it's advertised. 
I don't think that's true. I think it's just the thing where there's a payoff and I'm not going to tell you in text in the title until you click. Interesting. I think I would think you're right. I just read somewhere like I was reading and there's like bad clickbait where there is no payoff and we just like lied to you and said that like these 12 celebrities are dead, but they weren't actually dead. Yeah. So what, what do we think about clickbait in the form of so if I had wrote that tweet as like yo, just discovered debugger, it's way better than console.log, and put a video, I guarantee you it would not have done what it did. <laughs> right. In terms of... Because you baited clicks. Exactly. Because you made people view the video, and that made the algorithm show it more. Yes. And at the end of the day, aren't we all, like, baiting people? Like, we're baiting each other. The The important thing is to not do dark things. Like, mm-hmm. we're all in enti- We're trying to entice... Every time you write a, a blog title... Like you sure. want to say something that's that's that says like there's a reward for you inside here. Yeah. So I think if you are, I'm not going to speak for RxJS guy, but I think the people who got mad at you got mad at the fact that you told them to stop doing something. And I think in their perspective, you programming influencer Caleb Porzio, um saying to stop doing something is an implication that like you're a bad programmer if you do it yeah yeah definitely right and so then that's where the like whole shaming thing comes right, from. right right um and so that's why i think if i were you i would talk about what i'm going to do instead of what you should do yeah for sure because now that people see you as some sort of a person who can say things with authority like even if no one takes it that way like oh i'm such a piece of shit because i don't you know because i still console log even if no one takes it that way uh people are like worried that someone might and so then they want to jump in and be like just so you know you're still a good programmer even if you console log you know yeah and there's validity Um, in that yeah there is totally absolutely but um, I think if you had just said I'm going to instead of you should, it would yeah. change the whole thing. Like literally. Well, just, I didn't say you should. But you said stop. There's an implied to you. Yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah, that like the the thing I have to resolve is if you and I were in a room and I just discovered this, it'd be like, dude, stop using console.log. Check this out, you know, and yeah. it would be fine, and nobody would no. say that well, it's wrong. Okay. Right, right. And I'm not saying that what you did was wrong. Yeah, I know, All I I'm know. Saying and I, is and if I agree you want to you. avoid people telling you it's wrong, then this is how you can do that. Well, so... Yeah. And I don't know if you want to avoid that or not. Like, maybe the controversy is good for the clicks, you know? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't generally care that much. I guess I care if people... I, I mean, I would actually care if somebody felt like they couldn't use console.log. But the deeper <laughs> problem would be that they thought that. I'd be like, yo... Like that—that's the deeper problem. Like you need to. Yeah. That ain't it, chief. Yeah, that like somebody—if somebody felt that way, then the thing that I don't know—I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say because I'm probably being insensitive, but but that's something but, that like yeah, I get what you're needs saying. Needs to be worked out. Like you need to yeah. mature in that way to not like be swayed yeah. by tweets of orders, people yelling orders. Tweets, tweets. Yeah. So anyway, so I did have some people. So okay, my my retrospective on it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad tweet, wrote it really fast, and wrote it to be enticing for people to click on the video because I thought the content backed it up. Like, I thought yep. that the content was worth you watching it. 
Yep. Um, and I still think it is. And it all came out of me pairing with somebody the week before and was like, yo, you need to yo. know about Debugger. And he's like, what? And I was like, and I just wrote a note. I was like, tweet this out. And I've tweeted it out before. That's the thing. I did a tweet like this before. And it had a video too. But nobody cared. Because it was like mod- moderate. It was just like, like, hey, check this out. A really cool thing. <laughs> I mean, know? okay. I I do think that there's like a lot of like divination that goes into like why a certain tweet succeeds and another one doesn't. It probably, to be fair, like has a lot to do with like who saw it when i don't think so <laughs> you, really? you could be right my sample set is too low to speak with any authority but i knew I really... it would get the amount of likes it got i knew as soon as i wrote it like i knew it the first viral tweet the one that got 10k i didn't uh-huh. know i just did it and i was like holy crap so you engineered this one then i realized a week later as we talked about before i was like i have another good idea that why don't i engineer a viral tweet so i did and it got five thousand likes and this one, I was like, this one is is good enough. Like, I, there's a way I could write this tweet where it will get 400, 200 to 400 likes. Or there's a way I can write it where it'll get 5,000 likes. And that's what happened. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's to me, it's like, you want to make the viral tweet? You have to have one have something really good, which I thought it was really good. Yep. And you have to, you have to, it has to be a video. Yep. And it has to be a title that, that and doesn't you have explain to not tell what it them is. what's in the video. And that's the key. And I don't know if I feel bad about doing that. I'm not telling you you have to. Should I? Do you what? think I should? No. Um, I think if those are the only tweets you tweet from now on, <laughs> your account will suck. But I think popping one off <laughs> once every couple of weeks, you know, whatever. You know? Yeah. But it, you don't want to become like... You won't believe what I found in But what Laravel's if every single helpers? one is a banger? Like, if every single one, I would be fine with it. I'd be like, well, hell yeah. You won't believe what helpers are being ripped out of Laravel <laughs> 5.9. Watch the video to find out more. Vindictive Lar- creator of Laravel. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, no, for sure. There's, yeah, okay. Anyway, enough about the tweet. Thank you for the the uh the help there um yeah anytime order business number two <laughs> while Can we're we? on me and my faux pas yeah sure. stickers stickers we got to retro the stickers what happened so i launched the stickers right oh, right i forgot we have a whole we have an incident yeah so i launched what the happened? stickers okay so i i did you sell out i want to do a whole post on the stickers because one i really believe that every like every small thing like this is actually huge, not in money, but in like lessons learned, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just love your reaction to that. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> What's the story? <laughs> So, yeah, lessons learned, blah, blah, blah. We all grew as people. Whatever. <laughs> oh, oh cool. So, so let me tell you. So I really believe in, the, in my art of hearts. <laughs> Just deep, way deep inside of your heart, there's another heart. And inside of that heart, this is your belief. 
So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> stickers. So, the stickers. Yeah. I launched the stickers. It is your deeply held right, foundational belief. <laughs> this is... Oh. You know, one of the things that really makes me who I am is that I believe that this sticker thing has been a learning experience. It's, it's starting Sorry. to hurt, Decal. All right, continue. It's starting to sting. <laughs> so, stickers. Yep. I launched the stickers. So I bought the stickers, right? Yeah. And I bought them from China because China. I thought, oh, I'll have these fat margins. I'll be right up front about it. People are going to be like, why aren't you charging $5 like West Boss? And I'll be like, you're not buying stickers. You're supporting my open source efforts, yep. and I'm giving you stickers. Yep. And I'm like, I'll get them from China. They're $1.50 a pack for China. a pack of stickers, plus shipping. I'm going to make like 12 bucks a sticker pack, which is not a ton, but is like whatever. It's better than yeah, $1. If I had ordered these on Sticker Mule, I'd be making like $4 a sticker pack. Yep. So it's more than doubling what I'm going to make by ordering these on uh, from China. And West Boss does it, and it works out great. If you recall, a long time ago, I was uh, we were talking probably three episodes ago. We we're talking about stickers, and I was like, "Oh, I hate West Boss's stickers." <laughs> and I probably apologize to West Boss, like I'm apologizing now. They're good stickers. The designs are good, but obviously the quality is not Sticker Mule. And two of them on my laptop have peeled. Like mm-hmm. the the Lacroix one. As soon as I put it on the back of my laptop, it started to peel. This mm-hmm. like little, and not the whole sticker, just like this little like veneer. You know? Yeah, yeah, they're not like vinyl stickers. Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're advertised as that. And they are actually vinyl stickers. Like, if you rip them, they're not paper. They, like, you know, stretch. So, he got his on Alibaba. I got mine on Alibaba. Different vendors, but seem to be the exact same thing. I got samples. Samples looked great. Ordered them. Got this massive box of sticker packs. Put them on my laptop. So, first off, the colors were a little off. So, I had dilemma number one. I was like, oh. Like, as the designer of the stickers, this just floored me. But, you know, my wife Hannah's like, nobody cares. They look fine. I would never notice. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But if I showed it to someone like me, they would care and be like, just like, eh, okay, meh. Like, West mm-hmm. Boss's stickers are a little bit muted. I'm so sorry, West Boss. I know West Boss listens to the podcast. Um, but they're not. I like his stickers. Yeah, I generally. Hey, Wes, be friends with me, not with <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably as harsh as sticker critic. They're great. He puts a lot of effort into them. No, 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 no. For free. I think they're fine. But but they're, they're not fine because sticker they're mule. cheap stickers. They're cheap stickers. You get them and you're yeah. like, oh, these are cheap stickers, and it's fun, and it's only five bucks, and nobody cares. And they're all over my bike, and like my bike stickers are going to get shredded anyway. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so I order these stickers. The colors, most of them are like tolerable, but tap my most anticipated sticker. And the other one, anyone that was yellow, is like a milky brown, yellow, weird, gross thing. Hmm. yeah so i like send the the sticker vendor an email and they're like oh this is because of the printer and nobody has complaints and we don't think it's that bad i'm like all right there's no hope of me getting any sort of figuring this out and i want to ship these things so i realized the right thing to do the thing that the the easiest thing for me to do but that will allow me to sleep soundly is to go and sketch and literally change the colors of the source files to what i see on these stickers and upload Mm -hmm. them to the website so that people Mm -hmm. get stickers that they saw online which killed me because I'm like making these colors bad, <laughs> you know, Ooh. like I'm taking what I thought were bomb colors and making them like more muted and darker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But in the moment, I, you know, enough people convince me that they're like, dude, just it's fine. You know, do that. It'd be fine. Like, 
nobody's getting all caught up about this. And I'm, so I go through with it because I'm already like in deep. Yep. Um, let's go through with it. And I throw the stickers on my laptop. Fast forward, I launch the stickers. I sell, I don't know, 150 sales, maybe 150 packs probably. Um, okay. I made, so the total revenue on the sticker operation was 3,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, might be less. I might be misspeaking. 3,000. Maybe, yeah, I think it's. Total, can't, can't be total revenue. Total revenue. You think that's low? Well, then it can't be thir- It can't have been a hundred. Oh, they're right. Not everyone supports. So right. right. So I added the like throw uh-huh. in an extra twenty bucks to support me, which from a money making side was smart. At the end of the day, like I'm not gonna possibly feasibly make more than like three grand total, which sure. isn't a lot of money depending on from where you're standing. Um, mm-hmm. But so yeah, so I added that extra twenty dollar thing, and so total revenue minus. Stickers and stamps, I was at like $2,000 profit, maybe 2500 sure. optimistically. Then I look at my laptop yesterday. I go to a coffee shop, and I look at the bottom, and one of the freaking stickers is peeling. Already. To be fair, I've never had a sticker on the bottom of my laptop not peel. Really? Sticker mule stickers? Yeah. I've never put a sticker mule sticker on the bottom of my laptop. That's the key. Sticker mule stickers are like resilient as hell. Like they physically won't peel. There's nothing to peel. Yep. So they're all over the bottom of my laptop. But but like I said, the West Boss sticker that was on the bottom of my laptop peeled in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sticker was doing that. And then I look at the front and one of the ones close to the edge was peeling. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like this is like my worst nightmare. I'm totally mm-hmm. extremely bummed. Anyway, the long story short is I realized like the best thing to do is just forget about any profits, buy sticker mule stickers, ship them out to everybody, and just forget this ever happened. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Big move. Yep. So that's what I did. I ordered $1,200 worth of uh, Holy sticker mule crap. stickers last night, and uh, and I will package them all up and ship them out. All right, out. Caleb. I have... I'm learning one thing from this. Okay. While we're in New York... Yeah. You and me... Are gonna take all of the cheap versions of the No Plans to Merge sticker. <laughs> like, oh, and we're gonna walk all over New York City and slap No Plans to Merge stickers oh, on that's everything. A good idea. Just rip open with all the, the cheap packs. ones that because they're free. That's great. I mean, they're not free. They're costing you money, but <laughs> you're not gonna make money off of them now, dude. I have like, I mean, I have like 350 sticker packs left. That are just basically paperweights, like the lightest paperweights ever. Yeah, we, I should just like take a hundred and chuck them into the audience, and everyone be like, "Get a t-shirt what cannon." The hell? You need a t-shirt. Cannon. They'll just be scattered everywhere. No one will pick them up. Be like, and then everybody who paid all that money will be like, "What the hell, man?" It'd be like, "No, trust me, yours are better." Yeah, right. <laughs> These ones are bad. I did, so I sent out an email today. So at first, so here I'm in this position where I'm, I'm half like I'm pissed, I'm bummed. And I'm embarrassed because I'm like... Did you get responses to your email? To what email? The email you sent out. Oh, so the email. That's what I'm about to set up. I'm embarrassed. I'm like... The part of me that's embarrassed is the part of me that's like... I'm pushing stickers as far as you can possibly push them. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm, like price. Well, price, hype, everything. Like nobody sure. has repped stickers more than I have. <laughs> like, like, you know, like teasing them for like three four weeks right this whole operation a a nice landing page that took me forever like the list goes on like i pushed i i I really squeezed every bit of value out of stickers that i possibly could 
<laughs> so in my mind, everybody at this and point this is like, zero sum game in the shut end. up with the stickers. Well, I mean, obviously there's no gain for me now, but yeah. everybody's like in my head, everybody's like, okay, just, just be done with it. Like, okay, just stop. Like we get it. There's stickers. Whoever wanted them bought them. Shut up. And now I have to go to everybody and be like, yeah, so <laughs> all the stickers suck. Are terrible. <laughs> so... Oh, that's so, funny. But I realized, so I was just going to sneakily just order the stickers and ship them all to everybody silently. Uh-huh. Nothing. Nobody's going to know anything. It's going to be mm-hmm. perfect. And they just get them in the mail with a little letter that says like, sorry, <laughs> but yeah. here you go. And then I realized everybody's going to have these stickers on their laptops and they're going to be stuck. <laughs> like they're going to be crappy stickers that are stuck on your laptop like taking stickers off can you get like a hand sanitizer sized bottle of goo gone (laughs) ship that (laughs) i may all right you could buy a thing of hand sanitizer dump out all the hand sanitizer get a caleb sticker apology (laughs) bottle sticker and stick it on the hand sanitizer bottles and then fill it with goo gone perfect all right, I'll go to Alibaba, get the goo gone in bulk. It won't work. It'll leave residue. I'll have to send out a recall. <laughs> I'll spend four times as much money on American goo gone. So what I realize is I have to send an email today that's like, yeah. yo, sorry about those stickers. Don't put them on your laptop. Yeah. Even though I spent three hours packaging them up and shipping them the other night. So anyway, I am way more in on these stickers. Than so here's here's my resolution. So are you losing money on the stickers yet? No. No. You're still making a little I'm going to make a thousand, eight hundred to a thousand dollars. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you take into account the Considering that work, you did a big mess up, the fact that you're still making profit is good. It is. Yeah. I'm making a third of the profit. Yeah. yeah. Which is whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. So I realized like. The best thing to do here, like now that I'm only making a thousand dollars, which I don't know that it's not a lot in the scheme of things based on what I've put into this. Um, now that I'm only making a thousand dollars, I'm like, I want to do something really worth it with that thousand dollars. Like I want to spend this thousand dollars in a way that's like completely, you can buy cocaine. (laughs) I was thinking a a big (laughs) brick of cocaine. Oh no, the brick is like twenty. A uh, the br- a brick is what? Like twenty like grand. Twenty k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go in with a bunch of people on the brick. You get a small bag of cocaine. <laughs> really? Do you know like how much cocaine I could get for a thousand dollars? Uh, it has been a long time since I knew how much cocaine cost. Let's put it that way. <laughs> how much does like an ounce of cocaine cost? An ounce of cocaine. Yeah. I think was over a thousand dollars. No. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Wait. Like two thousand dollars. What? Yeah. I guess like an ounce of cocaine is like the size of like two decks of cards. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of money. But I mean, I guess that's a lot of cocaine. I imagine that that probably holds you for a while. <laughs> yeah. Is it cheaper to smoke weed or to snort cocaine? what depends i guess it depends on how much of each you're doing like but i never really was a cocaine person um but i knew many cocaine people and the thing i knew about them is that they snorted a lot of it gotcha okay so So it's one of those type of deals huh it seemed to be that the people who used the cocaine used as much of it as they could afford (laughs) 
sorry. I can't handle this episode. <laughs> it seemed to me. Oh, that is extremely, extremely insightful. Decal. Uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, the poor listener. Uh, great podcast. Hopefully they're here. laughing along with us on a plane right now. Interrupting. I feel like there's like a Belgian listener or like a or no a Dutch listener right now. Like, oh my god, I cannot believe these guys are talking about using illegal drugs. (laughs) Your Dutch accent. It's just like adding a Z to every word. I guess that was like a German guy then. I don't know. Oh. Oh. It's true. Um yeah, we don't talk about drugs as much on this podcast. We we don't really do them. True. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I used to. Uh, so I've got some insight. <sighs> That's funny. So, yeah. So about the stickers. Yeah. So I want to blow it on, on <laughs> blow. Um, yeah. Anyway, so basically, to wrap it all up, my plan is bring a bunch of friends over have them sure. like sort through these 200 sticker mule stickers into like piles yep. label envelopes stick them in ship them and then go blow like 500 bucks somewhere like i don't know on like a big dinner or something so, yeah like a big dinner or like something like offbeat and fun like buying something giant from walmart and having fun with it i don't know that sounds cool you know what you should do what you got a river near you oh yeah Oh, oh yeah <laughs> let me tell you oh you betcha <laughs> yes i why well, yes i do have a river near me here we go again. you should go get several rafts and lash them together and get everyone you know on like four lashed together rafts and then you should like eat tacos on the rafts or something that's a great idea I'm with you. That's all I, I got. I live uh, Pertinier close to uh, Great Lake right here, don't you know? Say Pertinier? Pertinier. Uh, Couple three. That sounds like the name of a lake. Lake, lake Pertinier. <laughs> there was this guy, this like real farmer guy that uh-huh. my brother used to work for. And when I would like help out on the farm, I would just like pick up the, you know, the, um, the, what's the word? The, not, I don't Cow. know. The language, but the. Oh, vernacular. Vernacular, yeah. And he would say, when he would describe small amounts, it would be couple three. And go get a couple three screws right there, you know. (laughs) A couple three. He'd always say that. I love that. Wednesday. That's also something I've identified in people who own farms. Yep. Tuesday, Thursday. Well, that's Baltimore, too. Okay. Monday, Monday, Tuesday. But it wasn't like Monday might be monday i don't like he doesn't have a southern accent or a baltimore accent or i don't know he doesn't have an accent outside of farm accent on tuesday we're tuesday tuesday we're going down the ocean going down the ocean on tuesday right that's totally not the the, like buff rural buffalo farmer accent yeah but i don't know what a yankee farmer sounds like well he he had a really high nasally voice he sounds like 
a buffalonian just with a little bit of like extra twang so that's a weird like to me buffalo is like the place the one place without an accent right like every place but but i really do believe it and uh because i watch movies and i'm like i sound like those people i must sound yeah well the new york city accent is like the universal accent because that's what uh no that's what actors not like the not like the like queen's electrician yeah (laughs) (laughs) like the uh you know the like manhattan stockbroker okay yeah um is the official american accent because that's what uh like nbc nightly news commentators use gotcha it's like the official accent of the news and Uh, so it has become the official accent gotcha well even me saying gotcha like gotcha is very like nasally gotcha i gotcha okay so he would say pert near whenever he described something like approximately like it's pert near eight o'clock and you're like pert near killed me so that's cool yeah yeah so that i feel like the yankee farmer is probably less profane than the southern farmer i think the southern farmer curses more yeah, I, it's hard to know. This guy was a a man of the word. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. But I think down here you can get away with being a man of the word and also saying damn near instead of pertinent. Ah. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, that's true. You know, like I feel like there's yeah there's more of those like little sort of New England like thatched roof churches or whatever (laughs) thatched roof not that gabled roof gabled roof churches (laughs) like little cottages it's like a little church room with like they could fit 20 people yeah you know yeah i feel like that's what's going on up there oh plenty of those down here it's just southern baptists like running amok yeah yep it's true you and your southern baptists you and southern baptism uh baptize in the south ain't that the truth now pertinier yeah so you got stickers you got laricon you got what else do you got decal you got a lot man so much so many things so much what do we want to tell the listener who's traveling to laricon what do we want to tell them uh okay i've got a couple things to tell them first of all there's a song by jay-z with uh featuring the guy from coldplay which you wouldn't think would be a good song but is actually a a good song song. it's called most kings with a z it's not on any album it's not on any streaming service you have to go to youtube to hear it but it contains my favorite hip-hop verse of all time and i think you should go listen to it interesting so i want to tell him that okay um I want to tell them that spending a little bit of extra money if you have a layover to go to the lounge, especially the Delta Lounge, is worth it because they have free food in there. Really? Yes. I mean, I know they have free food, but you say it's worth it. Yes. How much is it? Especially if you have... Well, for me, it's only $29. Because you're a Um, gold member? Because of a credit card that I have. Sky Miles? Yeah. Um, And so it's $29. You go in... It's better seating. You've got an outlet at every seat. You can work on a table. You can put your laptop on a table okay. and work on it. Um, and they've got like free soup and coffee and food and 
everything you want. So if you're going to be somewhere for four hours or something, just spend $29. It's totally worth it. Excellent. Nice bathrooms, like big. I mean, that sounds like a great idea if it was only $29. But what if you don't have the elite exclusive travel card? It's like not even that legit of a card. I know. I know. You probably do have a card that lets you do this. If you don't, I don't know how much it costs. So I don't know. (laughs) It's a good tip, though. They're really good. You should use them. Credit cards. And if you're in a bad airport right now and you've got the opportunity, maybe sign up for a credit card that gets you into a lounge so you don't make this mistake again. Worth it. Hashtag worth. Worth it. What else, What do you want to tell the traveling listener? Oh, um, I want to say, do we have any like wise Laracon words? Like, uh, Oh, yeah. Don't try and do everything. Okay. Don't go to every talk. Interesting. I give the opposite advice. Really? Yeah. Let's let's okay. uh, be- let's hash it out. This is good. This is good. <laughs> Finally, some content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't go to every talk. Go to a couple talks. Go to the ones you care a lot about, and then hallway track the rest of the time. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hang out outside. So meet people. Talk to people. Here's the inner conversation going on. Yeah. The first conference, the first Laracon I went to. Yeah. Any When I first started going to conferences, I went to every single talk. Right. You know, I was like in there, eager beaver, ready to go. Yep. And little, little spiral bound notebook. Yes. Or the swag <laughs> notebook, of course, because you're already wearing uh-huh. the swag t-shirt that no one else is wearing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... You got your notebook and you're taking your notes and you're just soaking it in and you get so much out of it, you know, yep. and then things change over time. You start to care less about the content or I don't know. I don't know what it is, honestly. And I sound like an elitist saying this, but I, fe- I don't know. Like maybe I've just heard a lot of Laravel stuff or something, but I don't know. I, I'm not, so I'm not helping my case here. So the reason uh, so not, now I don't go to every talk, but I wish I did because I'll hear someone say like, oh, I gave this talk at Laracon and, and I want to be like, oh yeah, I, I heard it. But I'm like, oh yeah, I just ditched because it was the easy thing to do. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like skipping talks is the easy thing to do because it's easy. You don't have to like sit and pay attention, but right. going to talks and- shows support uh it shows what's the word like uh i know a lot of people are like totally anti what i'm saying um like the hallway track you know it's like more stuff happens in the hallway track or the unconference whatever um but i don't know there's something about it that's like i know my tendency is to just ditch out on every talk like like adam like i remember so adam listens to the show so he's getting called out right now when i first started going to laricon and i saw adam like on his laptop like on the side and i was like that dude's like checked out and i was like and then and then now he just sits in the back with taylor which they're they're elite whatever but there's some part of me that's like sandy metz came and talked and she like sat through like talks in the front row you know and i was like Mm -hmm. i want to be that person like every part of me wants to be the person who just goes in the back you know doesn't engage but i want to like put in the work of like being a part of the conference and like you know yeah i hear you I just think you, I burn out on listening. I definitely agree with that. You know, 
And if there's a good talk at four in the afternoon, I will not hear what the person is saying. Especially if it's technical live coding. Oh, and no. I and I've been sitting through every single talk. I won't hear what they're saying. So it's important. Usually what I do, I go to a couple talks in the morning. I go to lunch. I don't unless the talk right after lunch is something I want to hear, I like take a break, mess around, go out, talk to people at the booth, you know, just be around. Um, and like some of my favorite Laracon experiences have been, I used to smoke cigarettes, um, and the, the cigarette smoking corner at New York, the first New York one Mm -hmm. was great. Cause I met so many people up there and it was just like people who like would bounce out between talks, go smoke a cig. Yeah. Like you make friends and like, I don't know. To me, it was just like, like if I want to, I can like, you know, find out what, what the content of this talk was, you know? Yeah. Like the, the content of the talk is not obscure, you know, but the thing I can't do is like talk to people. And if I'm going to limit like my time for talking to people to, lunchtime and Laracon after dark then you know Laracon after dark is always really crazy and it's hard to talk to people you know yeah it's it's interesting i i guess like if i'm if i'm just analyzing my own Laracon data mm-hmm. a lot of times the hallway track is like me on my laptop or something like oh that. no no that's not what i do but i mean a lot of people do that yeah, like it, don't do that if you're not going to be talking to someone, go be in a t- go be listening to a talk. And first, I'll say that you're right, and that ultimately, if you're not listening and you're burnout or whatever, like yeah, like grace, grace to you. Yeah. But um, go take a nap. Yeah, I don't know. I I have had conversations in the hallway that have bled into sessions or skipped sessions and had conversations that are good and beneficial. Um, but I think I've I think the majority of them have been like morning mingling. Um, after you know lunch mingling after mingling after party mingling and then like late night hanging out somewhere mm-hmm. mingling and pl- there's plenty of time for that i've just felt like that i've made like huge like serious relationships just doing that and i don't know so i i think for me going to the talks makes me feel apart and engaged even if it takes something out of me and i'm saying this now but watch like i'll definitely skip a handful of talks um but I guess it's something that feels like a slippery slope to me that I want to be careful about. I would encourage you to not go to every talk, listener. I think there's more to be gained. Yeah. I think, I think you want to diversify your Laracon experience. Go to Caleb's talk, though, because he's here. <laughs> you know, you, you like him. You listen to his podcast. That is the other thing, is that when there's, like, a trend of people not going to talks and you, you do give a talk and then, like, someone you respect or somebody who's around you know you're like oh you know and they didn't see your talk it's like you know it feels bad it just doesn't feel as good if as if somebody saw your talk and like congratulated you and supported you you know right right, so i'd at least like to catch like some of every talk so that i can at least like engage with the person or i don't know but you're right i mean really staying focused and engaged in a chair for eight hours is a nightmare especially after having been up most of the night because you're traveling and you're hanging out with people dude yeah i'm gonna miss talking until four in the morning (laughs) 
which is what we have done every This is tradition so for every single um, Titan on site and every single Laracon is Daniel. Me and Caleb are awake at four in the morning, still having the same conversation we were having at 9 p.m. True, every single time. And every it's at time. least four every time, at least, yeah. sometimes later. And then yeah. I wake up in the morning and I get like these massive uh, not sleeping hangovers. Uh-huh, like a, like a pressure headache behind your eyes. Headache, nausea, everything, just the whole bit. And uh, and then I'm flying home, like, eating, like, a white bread and, <laughs> like, yeah. banana. Applesauce. Yeah. Ugh. It's true. Oh. But yeah. What? I had one for you. What you got? Today, uh-huh. I went to the doctors, Ooh. particularly the gastroenterologist. Uh-huh gastroenterologist very cool yep so i got a cybo test cybo hydrogen breath test cybo Cybo is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Mm -hmm. and a hydrogen breath test is this thing where if you have like like a byproduct of the bacteria eating the sugar in your small intestine like Mm -hmm. basically gas that's created from the bacteria eating the sugars Mm -hmm. um hydrogen's like a big portion of that and it gets Mm -hmm. absorbed into your bloodstream and then into your lungs and as you breathe out you can measure the level of hydrogen in somebody's breath over time to measure how this gut bacteria exactly so there's this hydrogen breath test and you go in so i did this this morning you go in and you drink a solution so after fasting for 12 hours mm-hmm. and then like eating chicken and eggs for 24 mm-hmm. um you drink this this like mild weird solution thing you chug it, and then you're sitting there for three hours with a big group of people, basically just, like, depending on your problems, just, like, gurgling mm-hmm. and hurting and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, we'll put a bunch of people into a room, feed mm-hmm. them things that hurt them, like, feed mm-hmm. them that makes their tummies all messed up, and see what mm-hmm. happens for three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they take your breath test every 20 minutes, and then graph it and whatever. Um, why am I telling you all this, decal? Let me tell you. Tell me. So I went to the gastroenterologist. Does that room smell more like farts than any other room in the world? <laughs> you would think. So honestly, I I tried holding it in because I wanted to like really show the hydrogen breath test my what I can do, you know. <laughs> so I'm like holding it in, and then you know when it like goes back up into you, like mm. the the air it's like the, uh-huh. <laughs> the fart failure. Yeah. And so that happened multiple times, and I'm just like bursting at the seams, and. uh so I, I did excuse myself. Um, but there's a lot of farting in that room. And then they're like, we're just going to go there. I know. I think you're right. But some people aren't affected because nobody knows what, what affects them. Uh-huh. So like some people are just sitting there chilling, chugging this this drink, like having a good time. And other people are like, <laughs> I need to go. It's rough. Rough. And then the guy casually is like, oh, and if you, if you have to uh, have a bowel movement or vomit, if you diarrhea or vomit... Um, you know, excuse yourself, but then let let me know so I can log it. <laughs> but you're in this big room of like small room of people, so you have to like do the, the shameful, like, uh, yeah. So I actually uh, had a <laughs> I pooped <laughs> exactly. So I like I come back in. I'm like, how's this gonna go? Like, and I'm like, there's I cannot bail on logging this. Like, I have to have this logged. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. So I was just like... You like slip him a note like a bank robbery. <laughs> he looks at me and he goes like, Caleb, and I shake my head. Mm, no. Caleb, did you? No. 
<laughs> you tell me the truth now. This sounds like a nightmare. I can smell it. Oops. I heard you in there. All right. Oh. So? So I'd say all this because I want to talk about debugging. Oh, my God. So I what go to the gastroenterologist because my tummy hurts. So what does he have me do as the first order of business? So first, there's a problem. I come to him and I say, there's a problem. I'm submitting a bug report, right? Mm -hmm. What's his first order of business? Ah, we'll give you a double endoscopy, shove a scope up you and down you through your whole Mm -hmm. thing. Do the evacuation thing, bowel prep, Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost $3,000 because your insurance is terrible. You'd be like, sir, 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 I just had this sticker event. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> That's what I should have done, though. Fundra- that should have been my fundraising angle. What was I thinking? You did a double endoscopy. <laughs> Put, like, a little video of me yeah, like, yeah. with, in the eyes of <laughs> Just sitting on the toilet. Okay. Just, like, surrounded by stickers. <laughs> Anyway, so so he wants to charge you three grand to like. So this is his first order of business, and I've been Uh avoiding going to this, having anything checked on for me for my entire life. So everybody's just like, oh, just follow, do what the guy says. Like, just you need, you're gonna go through it. It's it's gonna cost, but it's gonna be worth it. Mm -hmm. So I do this thing, and even though in the back of my head I'm like, seems a little heavy handed. Like we're just starting with the most invasive thing you could possibly do that's going to cost me yeah. the most money to make sure I don't have yeah. Crohn's disease or like bowel cancer or something. Mm-hmm. And then and then after all of that, that whole deal, and if you've ever had it, you know it's a deal. And then, then he's like, oh, we'll do the simple hydrogen breath test and see if that's that. Of course, they found nothing with the colonoscopy. And then the breath test, I'm like blowing up like a balloon. Yeah. Point being... So at first I was like angry. I'm like, how much did the hydrogen breath test cost? Uh, so I haven't gotten the bill yet. I my guess is that it's like six hundred bucks. That would be my guess. That's what. Yeah, they should start with the cheap ones, huh? Right. Like the other one, they they send you this nice friendly bill of like nine hundred thousand dollars, where you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be so much worse. And then you get the anesthesiologist bill, and you're like, oh my gosh, Ooh. yeah. And then all the other things, and yeah, it's just a mess. So the reason I'm saying this is one, I recognize that everybody thinks they're, they know more than doctors and everybody. So I see what I'm doing is like, oh, doctors, you know, but I'm like, is that the way I would debug a problem with code? And I think, I think the answer is yes, right? Like you start with the most general thing to get some sort of signal and then you work downwards, right? I guess it just really depends on which is most common. You load a page and nothing loads. What do you do? No, but here's here's what I'm saying, right? Like, say it wasn't like nothing loads, right? But it was like, say for some reason I don't have access to like my development environment, right? So I can only see this on prod. Yeah, okay. You know? Because that's you. You're prod. I am prod. Um, and I get a 500. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, a 500. Like, that could be anything. Yeah. You know? If there's something that's incredibly common but a little bit time consuming, uh, 
like say okay like here's an example going and like finding the nginx access and error logs is like an annoying process yeah you have to like ssh into the server no it's very invasive yeah you know yes that is the sticking cameras and all the orifices yep you know and but most of the time it finds the problem gotcha most of the time you get the reason why the 500 happened from those logs okay the other the breath test thing is more like here's one thing that could occur and if this is it then this will come positive i got you so you find So what you could do is like restart my sequel right Right, and then see if it comes back you know yeah right so interesting because i'm thinking the cameras could see could catch most things and so that's why they do it first is that it's like a general like it's much more likely to find more than one specific thing yeah so i think that's not so like the totally true but for this example let's just say that yes that it's it's the nginx logs the the colonoscopy Mm -hmm. but so I think you're right in that like debugging there's sort of this this wave where you start with a really like a piece of low hanging fruit that's like a common mm-hmm. problem that's easy to just do really quick in case you get that big win. And you do that maybe you do that a couple times with a couple different things and then you roll up your sleeves and you start from the ground up. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting cuz that that's not a linear thing. It's not like Start with a small problem and keep working your way up towards big problems because... Well, and it's like, let let me... Or solutions. I, I always think of it as like, let me check, let me test my intuition. You yeah, know? yes, yes. Like, because I'm smart and my intuition has come through in a, in a clinch before. Yeah. So I'm going to like, just throw my intuition at this first. And if intuition fails, then I'll go through the annoying process of figuring it out for real. Yes. Um, you're totally right. I th- that's really interesting because I I've so maybe the problem here is that the doctor's intuition was that it was Crohn's disease, or <laughs> and he was wrong this time. Right? Yeah, I mean it's true. It's uh, it, it's fascinating that like if if we were to write out troubleshooting steps, well, I guess even if you wrote out troubleshooting steps for common problems, you would sort of include this. You would encode this pattern as well. You would say. Well, test this to see if it's this. Test that to see if it's that. If it's not, then do the thing. Do the pro. Do the actual foolproof process that will lead you to the answer, but it will take a long time. Yes. Right. That's interesting. Like I haven't read a lot on troubleshooting. It's just something that we do all the time, and you get really good at, but you don't know it. You know, yeah. being good or bad at it is kind of a like make it or break it trait of of. A There's got to be books on debugging that are. There's got to be right. It's something that happens all the time, and it's sort of like part of our See, debugging. This is, if if we had gone to college for programming, I'm sure we would have taken classes in debugging. Interesting. I wonder. I don't know. Someone who went to college for programming, tell us what happened while you were there, because I bet there was classes on debugging, and I bet there's a book, and I bet it's by like Martin Fowler, <laughs> and I bet it's great. So tell me about it. Possibly. I don't know. It's something that probably deserves more airtime than it gets. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be a great talk. Yeah. It's true. I have to think, yeah. It just feels like one of those things that... 
did, everyone just does. Did Matt do a source diving talk? He did a source diving talk, right? I don't know. He either was about to do a source diving talk and then didn't or did do a source diving talk. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so I wasn't sure if, I guess it's like, if, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, if, if the one solution, like if the colonoscopy will lead you to the answer, then I, then I think it would have made more sense for him to check something smaller that was part of his intuition first. So I think I am justified in being a little bit like, Hey, what the hell, man? Um, yeah. Hmm. Yep. In terms of just like troubleshooting, like if you're troubleshooting my mm. body, you you need to learn better troubleshooting, yeah. especially and of course the cost to take it into account. Like that's not that's not uh, trivial. Like it's just like the cost of debugging anything. So anyway, I bet I bet the colonoscopy has broader coverage. I mean, it doesn't like it. It knows nothing about any of your gut biome. You know, like you can't see that stuff in a scope. But you can see, here's the thing. You can see all of the really bad stuff. Yeah, you can see the you're going to die stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's why they do that first. Yeah, I mean, it's... The stakes are high. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, a part of me is like, yeah, I'm glad I did it so that somebody could tell me I'm not going to die from bowel cancer right now. Mm -hmm. So that part is nice. But it seems like you could apply that same logic to a hundred things and spend a zillion dollars and... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like efficient to me. Mm-hmm. Prudent. So, anyway, there's my story. Nice. You got anything else, Deco? No. I hope that has kept you uh, kept you comfort on the plane from Antwerp or wherever you're flying from. Laracon <laughs> attendee. One more quick shout out to shout outs um lock sport friend oh yes of mine sport. well so some some things came of this like people have told me that they're in the lock sport i know i saw and uh one of the people i like do some pairing with was like uh um he like showed me his he's got like a pick kit on his desk and he's got uh he did his own like what's on your desk which is cool mm-hmm. so locksport john he uh messaged me and said that hey jelly beans <laughs> and belly jeans remember that mm-hmm. uh it's called a spoonerism oh yeah you know that oh yeah oh of course you know that but it's great that's great i didn't know that yeah, and then he messaged me something like, "Was it Billy like bicycle, icicle?" Like, uh, there's more. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's more funny. There's names some popular one words. with a with an icicle. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, nice. Yep. Um, and I think with that, uh, is there anything we need to plug? You got anything to plug, Decole? So can people still buy the stickers and they'll, they'll just get the good ones? There's 24 packs left. Go buy them. They're going to be the good ones now. Yeah, I'm not That's even going to ship the bad ones anymore. You're just no, going to have to gonna, wait two weeks. We're just going to vandalize New York City with them. Yeah. Um, and uh, anything else that needs plugging? No. 
I got nothing. Hey, Livewire is launching on Thursday. Oh, Livewire. Livewire is launching when? Thursday. Thursday. That's my Laracon so talk. Cool. So cool. I think. So cool. Oh, right. I was going to launch it on stage. I haven't even planned yeah. that. How do you launch a package? Like, doesn't you press, it? Press the button. So what button am I pressing? Am I pressing the like? Envoy or deploy button. So am I, <laughs> am I making the the package or the repository public? And then. Oh, yeah. That's what you should do. Okay. Gotcha. And then afterwards, I put it in uh, um, composer packagist. No. What am I thinking? What's the What's the place where you put PHP packages? Packagist. Packagist. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The composer repository. Yeah. So so that's the thing to do? Just make the repository public and then after I get off stage, put it on packagist? I think you can put it on packagist very quickly. You could just do both real quick. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for hanging. Good podcast. This is a meandering one, but you're on an airplane, so you don't care. Yeah. I think like I, I gave internally, I gave us permission to meander, to meander because yeah, no, me too. You're on I, I anyway. probably like four topics ago. I was like, they're on an airplane. This is cool. Should we call it like, listen to this on the flight to Laracon? Yes. Okay. Okay, listener, tell us if that was a good title or not. Now that you've listened to it <laughs> on the flight to Laracon. Yes. It's good. My wife gets home today. She's been gone for a week. Oh, wow. Or like four days. And then she's here for a couple days and then I leave. Yeah. I'm like living in squalor. In a way, in squalor. Yeah. 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 uh, You know those like freezer soft pretzels i do i do well <laughs> heck yeah dude i gotta go buy some now that you mentioned you know it. the little package of salt do. that comes with them so i opened that badly oh no <laughs> and there's rock salt like all over my kitchen and i haven't swept it up yet because <laughs> i'm like well it's salt it's not gonna attract anything and i am gonna sweep this kitchen up before she gets home but right now when i walk into my kitchen i get a little pieces of salt stuck between the grooves of my shoes nice i'm living badly right now so i thought you were going to complain that that little packet like is not enough salt well for all those it pretzels. can be kind of if you wet the pretzel of course mm-hmm. put the salt yeah, on yeah i know animal. i should what am i what am i saying um and then uh what do you do with the packet you know you kind of like fold it over itself but it's so small it just wants to pry itself open Mm-hmm. And it's a liability. Like you, you, you generally like balance it exactly. A tiny little salt chip clip. A paper clip would probably do it, dude. Paper clip or, or one of those tiny. Clip. uh What are those? The black binder clips, like yeah, it's an alligator, alligator clip. clip? Right. Really? Yeah, binder clips. Is, I think alligator it's the same clips. thing. Huh. I would think an alligator clip would be like a clothespin because it looks more like an alligator. Hmm. Anyway. I should get some of those pretzels. Those are, those are dope. But yeah, Hannah's been gone, and now she's here. But then she leaves. I go to Laracon. I come back. I go to Thousand Islands for a fishing trip for a week. Which, by the way, if anybody submits issues on Livewire after it's launched, you're just out of luck for four days. <laughs> no, I'm gonna find anyway. Yeah, that was you a sign, bad plan, uh, David. David or someone. I did think like, I was like I should at least triage them. I know. Yeah, I might find the most active person in the repository and give them the keys and just be like, or some keys and be like, hey, 
keep it afloat for three days. Um, yeah, don't don't push any code, but at least right tell people that you know what's really funny. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's in Liveway right now, it's like a hundred people. Mm-hmm. They all have full push access. Really, I don't know if anyone knows. And no it. one's done it. But with GitHub, you can't restrict permissions on a private repository for free. Interesting. So they are all collaborators, whether they know it or not. And they can't could... you do a protected branch and then not allow closing pull requests by anyone except for a certain person? I don't think so. I think all that stuff is for the paid team stuff or organization, paid organization. <laughs> GitHub's kind of whacked. Like I looked into it, and I was going to do this whole thing but basically the best thing to do is to just do this it's like huh yeah so hmm yeah good podcast good podcast i've enjoyed this um cue the outro music yeah